It's Saturday. You know what that means. This one's for you, Brody. Hey folks, Mr. Fretz here. Before I get into the new format for the Fretzelmania podcast, I just want to pay tribute to the late John Huber, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, who unfortunately passed away at the age of 41 on December the 26th. Uh, Harper has been someone I've been a big fan of since his days in the Wyatt family. Whether he was in the Wyatt family feuding with the Shield or the Rhodes brothers or his intercontinental title run during his brief alliance with the Authority, whether he was the Bludgeon brothers or whether he was the Exalted One, Brody Lee has been someone I've always been a big fan of, a big supporter of, and it just really sucks to see him cut short in his youth. You know, I've always been intrigued by the look of of Brody Lee. You know, when I first saw him on I think it was just random indies videos, he resembled the second coming of Bruiser Brody, who unfortunately and unironically was another wrestler cut short in his youth, albeit under different circumstances. Brody was dedicated to his craft and above all else, Brody was dedicated to his family, to his children, to his wife. He was a family man and a father. And uh, you know, I'm going to miss him. You know, it's really sucks, guys. Uh, yeah, so rest in peace, Brody Lee, Luke Harper, John Huber. The wrestling world will miss you. Cheers. And welcome everybody to episode 8 of the Fretzelmania podcast. You know what that means. I'm Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. This, of course, is available on Wrestle Addict Radio from all listening platforms from Apple to Zune. Buy our merch and follow our Patreon page for only 5 bucks a month. You get exclusive shows and a wonderful group chat. I'll be talking about Patreon here in a second. So, when you hear this, it will be 2021. The uh, year that is 2020, as good or bad as it was for for y'all, is over. So, you know the expression, new year, new me. Well, I usually don't do that, but... In the case of the Fretzelmania podcast, there is a new format coming. It is starting on this week's episode. And throughout 2021, I will be matching up with my Patreon show, The 20 Bell Salute, the 20-year look back on wrestling pay-per-views and pop culture. will still be a thing. But I'm watching Monday Night Raws every week 
specifically leading up and through the invasion. But I thought I would start in January because, well, ECW is about to close its doors and WCW is two months away and two pay-per-views away, three pay-per-views away from being defunct as well. So I'm reliving the entire invasion angle from the Raws up until maybe just before the brand split, which is what, early 02. And then I'm going to be doing brand split SmackDown specific podcasting in 2022. So you're in for a lot of retro content coming from me. Now, Fretz's Fave 5, it's going to be moved back to the Patreon page starting either this coming Sunday or the one after. I will try to make it weekly if I can, but we'll we'll see how uh, work goes. Yeah, Ontario is on lockdown, but I'm still working almost every day. I guess grocers are essential. So I'll, I'll take that, you know, also because I work for a family and, you know, um, I am a family man. I will still have my game changer of the week at the end of every episode and it will either be retro or based on current wrestling events like today's is definitely going to be someone in the current realm and you probably already know who that is so we're going to go back to january 2001 now all the pop culture stuff, all of those releases, they will be discussed during the monthly pay-per-view reviews. And quite frankly, I haven't researched what's coming out in January 01 quite yet. I may sprinkle in some modern wrestling here and there, but I might also save those for Fretz's Fave 5 going back to the old format of top five moments of the week, because quite frankly, I am beginning to run out of topics. And if you have a topic you want me to cover on the Fave 5, on the Patreon, hit me up in the Patreon chat or on Twitter. Now, let's jump in. The Y2K compliant, holy crap, it is 2001, I need a new joke. The PS2 powered DeLorean to Monday Night Raw. It is New Year's Night 2001. Monday Night Raw is emanating from Austin, Texas, the home states of The Undertaker and Steve Austin, both of which are put over on commentary. JR and the King, the classic Monday Night commentary team, Lillian Garcia, ring announcing, and a young Mr. Fretz is 16 years old, approaching his 17th birthday in April. And I am watching this live. I'm playing SmackDown 2 Know Your Role on the PS1, and I'm loving life in 2001. It was a pretty good year for me. I'll probably get through it as I go through the year in review. So... Without further ado, we start off with a match. The Undertaker, the American Badass, versus Rikishi in the midst of his heel run as a bad man who did it for The Rock. 
So Rikishi and Kane left The Rock and Taker lying on SmackDown, and we are set, setting up this match here. We are rolling to the Royal Rumble, pun intended, with The Undertaker coming out to Roland because, well, Limp Bizkit and WWE are cool. Because, well, if you go back and watch some of the Kid Rock matches, you hear, you've done it now. And, yeah, there's a whole lot of plunder, a whole lot of hardcore going on here. The bell rings, finally, and we have a match here. Hell in a Cell from Armageddon just last month was referenced, you know, when Rikishi was supposed to almost die falling off of that cell. I guess they didn't give him time to sell those injuries. To be fair, they didn't do the same thing to Mankind and Mick Foley when they had their respective hell in the cell bumps. And we see The Rock looking on backstage watching the TV because he has a match with Kane later later in the night. And the winners of these matches go on to SmackDown. And the winners of those matches get to wrestle the WWE Champion Kurt Angle the following week on Raw. Taker goes for a last ride, but nah, man, his back gives out. Rikishi hits a leg drop, and, you know, Taker's selling the back, but eventually he hits the running DDT for the win, making it a bit more believable for Taker to not last ride the big man. I think the only other big person that Taker actually hit the last ride on was the Big Show, but that was because Big Show was doing a 10-punch spot in the corner, and Taker just grabbed him by the legs and dropped him down. Austin is in Steph's office wanting to get a title shot, but Stephanie is like, nah, man, like everyone else, you're going to have to earn that shot. And for the night, you know what? You're going to be taking Kevin's job selling beer and hot dogs. Steve is selling Steve Weiser's Steve Weiser's a good I don't know 16 17 years before Broken Skull IPA is even a thing. And if any of you are listening to this and you have a Broken Skull IPA on you, for the love of everything holy, hit me up and send it to me because we can't get it in Canada and I am getting impatient. Uh so Austin does what anyone would do after filling in for the beer guy shifts. He beats him up. And we hear a we want beer chant from the crowd. Oh man, Attitude Era is fun stuff sometimes. We see Coach interviewing Kurt Angle. And is just like, does it smell in here? Oh, of course it is. Because it's Texas. Edge and Christian are with him as well. And... Uh, we are getting Team Eck versus the Dudley Boys and Y2J in a table match later on here. Now we see the APA with Jackie tagging with the one Billy Gunn, LOL, against the right to censors, Val Venus, Bob Buchanan, and the Goodfather. Wee, 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 wee. Oh, man. And now we have Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Wielder Results. Castrol GTX, and SmackDown 2 for the PS1. Oh boy. Watching these back in 2021 eyes with the sponsors is funny because, you know, we are now into the era of the PS5. No, I don't have that. I actually just downloaded NHL 21 for the PS4 
because I've only had my PS4 for two years. I'm not trading it in yet. <laughs> Maybe if there's a new Spider-Man game coming out for exclusively PS5, I'll get that, because that is literally the reason I bought PS4. Well, that and God of War and Fire Pro Wrestling. So, the one Billy Gunn, that was crap, right? I mean, yeah, he lost to the right to censor in a match where he couldn't refer to himself as Mr. Ass. That is, as asinine, huh? As Booker T and Big T, a.k.a. Ahmed Johnson, wrestling over the letter T. And no, that match didn't take place on Sesame Street. It took place in a much less believable place in WCW, as I'll probably be referencing. No, this is 2001. Holy crap. I don't know what year this is anymore. Oy. So we see China's broken neck is referenced here, and uh, Ivory has a vignette backstage where she's in a neck brace, dressed as China in finger air quotes here, as I'm saying. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm a tramp. I'm a terrible person. I post nude for Playboy. I'm an immoral. Like, blah, just like really egging her on. We're, we're getting this match at the Rumble and then at WrestleMania. But, oh boy, yeah. And every, and every chance JR can get, he calls Ivory Lilith Crane. Uh, definitely a timely reference. I think Fraser was still on at the time. It's like, I hated that I'm a tramp and I pose nude. We see a like a, a powerbomb suplex spot here. We have Val versus Billy Gunn. Get get in the match here. There's a wicked drop kick. If there's one thing Billy Gunn could do good, it was a drop kick. Him, Hardcore Holly, even like Jeff Jarrett can throw a good one in his youth. But we see the the sleeper neckbreaker, the I think he called it the one and only. Uh, for the win here and Austin is backstage he's eating the profits and then he squirts mustard on Steph's top is like, hey you want onions on this something about cutting the mustard uh pun here lol Stephanie calls her daddy calls Vince it's like you know I uh it's like you can't let you can't let uh, Steve get to you you're a McMahon and then there is a uh, Trish come like Trish comes in the door. It's like, oh, hi, Trish. How you doing? How you doing? And this is when we see the allegations of Vince plowing Steph behind his family's back. You know, something about a soup kitchen. at who, who goes to a soup kitchen to bang? I mean, that's weird. But it's like, it's a cover-up, I think. I, if I remember this correctly, I didn't go back and watch anything from 2000 because, quite frankly, I came up for what I'm doing for the podcast just before the holidays. Actually, even before I recorded Bronuts Roasting on an Open Fire and the free 20 Ball Salute. So, backstage, team, uh, no, the Dudley Boys and Chris Jericho are spray-painting tables. And it's like, and the rewind, WWE rewind is brought to you by No Mercy for the N64. Oh man, I, I went on about this on the Patreon, uh, the October or November Patreon show. My goodness, No Mercy, one of the greatest games ever made. And it was 
Steve Blackman wrestling Hardcore Holly for the Hardcore title, where Steve Blackman won doing an innovative spot where he German suplexed Bob Holly onto the roof of a car, got the pin, and then as he was walking backstage, Raven hits uh, Blackman with some with like a wood thing and wins the Hardcore title. So now we have an ECW classic match on Raw. Taz versus Raven. ECW, ECW, it's Taz! And, you know, Raven gets the microphone and says that this is going to be the year of the Raven. Something to do with the Raven effect. And we see the usual hardcore plunder with pan shots and weapons, a bull rope and a noose because they're in Texas. And there's a Taz mission, low blow. They end up backstage uh, into a ladies' room. And JR's like, is there anyone in the stalls? King, you're a perv, man. Seriously. And then there is some very, very bright and fluorescent-looking pee in the toilet. Uh, Taz puts Raven's face in it. He's like, oh, that, that young lady or that whoever left that pee there didn't flush. Uh, they took a lot of vitamins, uh, King. And that Raven, something about winning the Orange Bowl. Now he won the Yellow Bowl. Lol. Molly Holly, Steve Blackman, and Crash all interfere backstage. And in the monks to plunder, uh, Raven pins Crash to win the match. So not even the man who he wrestled for the title. I mean, I'm looking at this now with the 24-7 division, which is a far worse version of the hardcore title. And yeah. Okay, here we go. And still hardcore champion Raven. The Raven effect. The year of the Raven is going off to a good start. Austin's drunk backstage and Stephanie McMahon gets all the slut chance. It's like, yeah, it calls him a redneck. It's like, oh, thanks for the compliment, Steph. Yeah, um, as a redneck myself, uh, yeah, it's a compliment, folks. <laughs> so it's like, oh, oh, yeah, Steve, they were in the ring. Steve, you didn't, uh, do anything. Like, you ate all the hot dogs. You drank all those. Like, oh, no, hey, I sold the beer. And, of course, they sell all the beer to the APA. They're, you know, toasting the screen. Ah, thanks, Steve. Cheers. It's like, I want my title shot. And then we get the classic McMahon in this very ring. It uh, totally got passed down a generation from Vince here. We have the main event of Steve Austin and William Regal made. And it's like, I'm going to make 2001 the worst year of your life, Steph. Mm, yep, pretty close, actually. And then, uh, you know, Steve hands off the the beer tray to Steph. And then he takes it up. And like a gentleman, he finally takes it from her. But then her shirt goes with it, exposing her bra. Attitude era. Tits. Jericho and the Dudleys versus Team Eck, Edge, Christian, and Kurt in a tables match. And then Chris Jericho's like, you know, Welcome to Stephanie is naked! And he would have put in something with 
you know, like, oh, well, we've all seen it anyways. We have a back-and-forth match here with Jericho wearing what can I only describe as Eddie Van Halen-inspired tights. Rest in peace, EVH. We see a lot of spots here where you think they're going to get put through a table, whether it's a suplex or an angle slam. They all get moved around the ring so they don't fall through. Finally, 3D on edge and the baby faces win. Backstage, Test is arguing with Trish. Because earlier in the night, Steph set up a match between Chris Benoit and Test for the Intercontinental title. Steph, I can't get past the Great Deku Tree and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I need the expansion pack for Majora's Mask. That joke is for cultaholic listeners only. If you get it, hit me up. I might give you a prize. Or a thumbs up. <laughs> Tom Campbell for the win, man. And Matthew. There, I just told you what it was. Classic Smackdown review. And yet, Test has a thing with Trish. Uh, she denies plowing Vince McMahon. And Test's like, hey, you know what? I don't care about you. I want a match with Albert. TNA having just broken up. And Test came out to TNA's theme because I guess they haven't had the, the new one remixed yet. So Test and Benoit for the IC title. This is peering a little bit into the future as Test would be a future Intercontinental Champion. The a pump handle into the crossface, but to no avail there. And King talks about Trish. Uh, something about big-breasted ways. Oh, dude. Albert has a distraction here, and Trish shoves Test off the top rope when Test was going for the flying elbow. We have a one, a two, a three, and still... Intercontinental Champion, heading to the Rumble in a ladder match with Chris Jericho. Oh boy, that's a good one. We have William Regal, and I think the Deputy Commissioner at this point in time was Deborah, unless William was still, or William Regal was the Commissioner yet. Anyways, it's like, there's Deborah McMichael backstage, Deborah Austin, Williams, whatever you want to call her. It's like, oh. Your chest is distracting me. Like, uh, Regal, just like, because friggin' Deborah's boobs are, are, are out, and, you know, it's like, your chest is distracting me. Like, I'm gonna, I can't do his accent. Good lord, Jermaine, I'm sorry. And William Regal appoints a special guest referee. It's gonna be a surprise. The Radicals are on commentary for the next match between the Hardy Boys and Kai and Tai, coming out to the Japanese dubs, the indeed i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that that was some good stuff and the hardy boys win a quick squash match here and then kane versus the rock is a great back and forth match with a lot of hope spots for the rock finally kurt angle jumps rock from behind at ringside hitting rock in the back of the head with the title leading to kane hitting a choke slam and going on in the little mini series for the title shot William Regal and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the main event. William Regal here is introduced as the goodwill ambassador to the UK of the WWE, so he's not quite the commissioner yet. Uh, Stephanie McMahon is named the special guest referee because, of course, she is. And throughout the match here, she 
slow counts or she gets something in her eye so she doesn't count the fall for Steve. Eventually, Steve just kind of shoves her out of the ring and gets frustrated. Earl Hebner is out to call the rest of the match. He gets bumped until finally Stephanie McMahon comes back in the ring, still selling her eye or her face or or something. Austin grabs her by the hair to like, hey, come here and do your job, bitch. And Regal rolls him up, schoolboy from behind. Quick count, and Stephanie announces Regal as the winner. And winner, William Regal, and the loser. Oh, man, a little bit of Owen Hart there. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Monday Night Raw ends with, you know, an angry Stone Cold Steve Austin looking on. So that has been it for this edition of Fretzelmania. I know this one's a little bit shorter. I'm recording this on a Monday, hours before Monday Night Raw is even on. Uh, it's just because of the way the work week is after the holidays and between here and New Year's. You'll get a little bit more modern wrestling plugged here and there. But I'm going to give you here my game changer of the week. And, well, it's obvious already. It's the late Brody Lee. You know, I gave him a tribute earlier on in uh, in the show. So, yeah, the game changer of the week. The first one of 2020 is the late, great Brody Lee. Former TNT champion. Former Intercontinental Tag Team champion. Just cut short. Tragic. All, all I can say there. So congratulations to to the late Brody Lee. You are my game changer of the week. The first one of 2021. That has been it for this edition of Fretzelmania. Let me know what you think of the new format. Let me know if you have any memories from this era of wrestling, from either watching the Raws, the Smackdowns, uh, the pay-per-views, or even, you know, the Invasion angle itself, because eventually I'm going to be getting there and going through that angle. What do you remember out of it, and how would you book it? Because after all this is over, at the end of the year, let's say by this time 2021, Lord willing, I will have a rebooking of the Invasion angle after it ends. And that's going to be quite the arduous task. I know a lot of us, y'all have watched uh, Adam Blompier's version of it when he was on What Culture. And it was very, very extensive and very well done. Uh, everyone and their mother, everyone with a podcast or a YouTube channel has had their crack at it. So I'm going to have a go at this myself. And you'll have to just find out how that's going to go when the invasion is over i would also like to know if you have any standout memories from these years in general in your life uh, what you were doing in school what were your favorite games and movies that were out during this time i would like audience participation so hit me up on the twitter at fretzelmania f-r-e-t-z-l-e mania if you're a patreon hit up our patreon chat but if you're not a patreon hey five bucks a month gets you some stuff gets you that patreon chat with all of us you know the kotr podcast with ricky will and k the delight show with mance and mr ylp himself zach you get access to that you get some 
bonus shows such as my 20 Bell Salute and Fretz's Fave 5. You get the secret files from Mr. YLP. You get Mance's reviews. I don't know if he is doing uh, the Rumble reviews on here or on or on the Patreon or his other pay-per-view reviews uh, and whatever else that we have planned for you. It's going to be a big year for Wrestle Attic Radio for our Patreon. So I hope you join us on that journey and keep listening to Wrestle Attic Radio. We are the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Follow us at Addict underscore Wrestle and Happy New Year's, folks. We're in for a good one. Cheers.